Here's Charlene Steinkamp. He is your refuge. I am so excited about teaching this, and I just want you to know that regardless of what your problem is tonight, God is going to be your refuge. God is going to be the one to help you, to carry you through it. I am going to show you scriptures upon scriptures upon scriptures of God saying, I am the refuge. Lord God, we praise you. We love you. We worship you. And Lord, I ask you tonight to go up and down these rows to say, he is going to be your refuge regardless of your circumstances because you are going to help them through every situation. And you are with us. You are going to lift us up above the circumstances. You are going to be our protector. Lord God, I cannot teach this. Anoint me. Lord, you magnify the word of God. Have it lift up off the pages for these people. Lord, meet every person separately, individually that you will give them hope and encouragement for their situation. Some people here are sick. Some people here are unemployed. Some people here are ready to be divorced. I don't know what your circumstances are, but the Lord does. And he wants you to know that today he is going to be your refuge and will give you the praise and you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He is your refuge regardless of your circumstance, regardless of what the enemy is saying to you. If the enemy is saying you're going to die, if the enemy is saying your marriage is dead, you're never, never going to get back together again. Regardless of what the enemy is saying, don't listen to the enemy. Listen to the Lord God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, who created you, your spouse, and your family. He has a plan and a purpose that he is going to turn it around to good. That's Romans 8, 28. And there's so many scriptures, Jeremiah 29, 11. All of these scriptures I just quoted in just saying these words. But we're not going to go there tonight. We're going to go to Psalm 46. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth may give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Now I want you to skip over to verse 7. The Lord Almighty is with us. The Lord God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
The Lord God Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And I say, wow. You know, I could just teach on Psalm 46, but I've got about that many more scriptures to go. But I want you to think about this. God is your refuge, and he's your strength, and ever-present help in trouble. In your deepest time of need, he is there. Have you had a good day today? Have you had a bad day today? Did you have a bad week last week? It doesn't matter. Our God has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. So let's just go to Jeremiah 29, 11. I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me. Jeremiah 29, 11 is important, but you need to know verse 12. Because you need to do verse 12. He's going to do verse 11 if you do verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You need to surrender. You need to sell out to the Lord completely. And you say, Lord, I know that you have a plan for me. I know that we got married. We walked down the aisle. I plan to be like the Wilkerson's to celebrate our 50th anniversary. My mother and father-in-law celebrated their 50th anniversary before they both died. We need to remember why we got married. We need to remember the covenant. We need to remember the vows that we made that day. And we need to not worry about what our spouse is doing because our spouse is deceived. Our spouse is blinded. Our spouse is been taken captive by the enemy who is out to kill, steal, and destroy. That's John 10, 10. I want you tonight to know that God is going to be your refuge for your time of need. Flip over to Psalm 16, and I want to walk you through some scriptures. Psalm 16, verses 1 and 2 says, Keep me safe, O God. For in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good things. Go to verse 8 in Psalm 16. And actually, let's start with verse 7. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. He is going to be your refuge. 
I was a refuge for Noah when he built the boat. I told him what to do. And everyone said, you're crazy. It's not going to rain. What are you talking about? And he chose to be obedient to my will and my way. And he decided to totally trust me. I became his deliverer. I became his protector. And I became his refuge. When the rains came, I shut the boat up with his family inside the boat. And I saved that entire family. And you know what? He was Noah's refuge. I want you to go to 2 Chronicles 20. The Lord reminded me of 2 Chronicles 20 also. Because 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat had a huge army coming to kill all of his people. And Jehoshaphat was, in verse 3, alarmed. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. God has a plan for you that is so different than what you think he's going to do. I read a testimony tonight from a man that his wife made no evidence, no signs that she was going to come home, but suddenly... In God's time, two weeks before their divorce, God brought her home suddenly. And he is just praising the Lord, thanking him. Now, he did many things. He studied. He grew in the Lord. He changed. And that's what we need to do. We need to surrender our lives and say, Lord, change me. Make me into the new woman or man of God you want me to be. I've made a mess of my marriage. And to die is gain. And we've got to remember this. You may feel, oh, I'm in prison. My spouse is left. I, I'm dying. I don't know what I'm going to do without my family, without my spouse, with all these circumstances. No, your Lord God is your refuge. He is right there. If you will just remember, he is going to go after all those lost sheep. He is going to leave the 99 and go after our spouses and our children who are rebellious and disobedient. And we've got to remember that, that he loves our children. He loves our grandchildren. He loves our family, our friends, our aunts, our uncles, our cousins. And we need to be ready that all our loved ones know the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a chance because we are standing in the gap, praying for our spouses and our family and our friends and our loved ones and our employees and the people we work around, our fellow workers. You have been chosen where you work to pray for those people. You're going to be standing before God and he's going to say, I put you there. Why weren't you praying for them? I had a plan for them. I needed you. So we need to know that we need to be burdened about other people. We need to know that our Lord God says he is our refuge. Is he your refuge tonight? Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge my fortress. 
my God, in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. He's going to cover you, and you're going to find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night. Now, there are many of you that have rough nights. There are many of you that go to bed. When you get into that bed and you see that empty side and you see that pillow there and you never, never thought you would be alone and you sit there and you lay there and you cry and you cry and you cry. Remember that you do not need to fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your right side, ten thousand at your right hand, but nothing, it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. There is consequences to sin. And we're standing in the gap asking God to save and protect our spouses from the consequences of the sin that they're living in. But if they choose at a certain time that we do not know and they rebel, then there is going to be a punishment of the wicked. And that's why we're praying now so fervently that God will come in and touch these people. What is a refuge? I'm going to jump in. And I want to make sure you all understand what a refuge is. A refuge is a shelter from harm. God's protection is unlimited. God's protection of his people is limitless. God is like a rock that cannot be moved by anyone who would like to harm you. Safety and security in God's immovable strength. God is like a fortress or a place of refuge and safety, where the enemy can not follow you. You need to go to work and study and get on your knees and know the Lord in a way that you've never known him. Let him be your refuge. You need to become more Christ-like. You need to be more holy. We need to repent every time we slip our, with our lips with things we shouldn't say and do. We need to repent immediately. And we need to repent to the person we did it to. You know what? If you repent every time that we blow it, you're going to think before you lose your tongue when you have to keep saying to your son or your daughter or your spouse, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. I am so sorry. And they're going to think, man, that's okay. I said worse than that. But you are accountable to God. We don't care what they're saying. We care about what we're saying because we're standing for God and we're trying to be Christ-like and righteousness is going to bring them back home, our closeness to the Lord. I'm telling you, Bob has been very concerned about the integrity of our ministry and the integrity of other ministries in the integrity of who we are. We need to be all we are in front of everybody. 
And we need to be more Christ-like each and every day. Are we growing more Christ-like or are we saying, well, you know, the older I am in the Lord, I get to just take it easy. No, I believe the older that we get closer to the Lord, the Lord has a bigger plan and purpose for us. And we're going to bring more souls to the Lord. I, no, I do not want to retire from our ministry till the day I die. If I die working, guys, you just praise the Lord and have a hallelujah choir there singing over me. Because I died working, doing what he assigned me to do and went straight to heaven while I was working. Praise the Lord. I can't think of anything better. The thing I feel bad about is when the devil steals the time and steals what we have from doing what we're supposed to be doing. And don't let the devil steal anything more out of your homes. The devil has come into your home. He has taken captive your spouse, but you can tell the devil to let him go or let her go in the name of Jesus. And no weapon formed against you is gonna prosper and you are gonna be in a battle. You're gonna be like Jehoshaphat. But you're going to be praising the Lord. You're going to be worshiping the Lord. You're going to be seeking the Lord. You're going to grow in the Lord. God is like a rock. He's fortress. He's a deliverer, a living protector. He is a shield. He's a horn of your salvation. He's your stronghold. God is all you ever need. He is your refuge. Psalm 18, verse 31. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. How many of you say, I am so tired and weary. I am so tired. I just can't do this any longer. This is it. I can't do it anymore. This is it. I can't do it. I don't want you to do it. I want you to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, you are my strength. You are going to give me strength to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the Lord is going to be your strength. And that's where we got to get this in our heart that our Lord God is our refuge. And we have got to come to the point that we can just quote some of these scriptures by heart. And the devil is defeated all day long. He is going to arm me with strength. Hold your finger at Psalm 18 and go to Isaiah. Because I know there's not anybody in this room who's tired or weary. But I know there is somebody who's in another Bible study class at a home. Or there's somebody that's in the car that's crying and saying, you don't understand. You don't understand all the circumstances I got coming against me. And I'm saying, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I understand. I could not tell you all the circumstances I had coming against me when my spouse was gone. I almost lost my job. I had my in-laws asking for $32,000. My daughter was running into problems. I had every circumstance that you could have. I had it. Oh, and I even had surgery. We had a friend here that just happened to have surgery. And I said, you know what? Praise the Lord. I had surgery and supposed to be out for six weeks. And the Lord touched me and took me through it and gave me strength to go back to work in three weeks. You know what? The Lord said, I'm going to put you through all these circumstances because I'm going to have you be a teacher. They're going to say, oh, but you didn't have this. And I'm going to, this, I'm going to be able to say, yeah, oh, yes, I did. Isaiah 40, verse 27. 
Why do you say, O Jacob, or complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. How many of you had said, felt, or thought, God doesn't care. God is not with me. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait in the Lord, who will renew their strength, don't give up. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. If you could have seen me at 5 o'clock tonight, you would have never, never thought I could have taught this class tonight. I thought I couldn't teach this class tonight. At 5 o'clock, I said, oh, Lord, I went into a room, and I got on my knees, and I said, Lord, you're the teacher. You're the one that has to touch the body, and you're going to have to touch this body tonight because this body can't do it. And the Lord says, I told you I'm going to anoint you every time you teach. You do not have to worry, and the Lord touches me. I am doing this because the Lord has anointed me to touch me and given me the strength to do it. And in the natural, I'm ready to sit down and rest. But God has given me the strength to be able to teach you all what the Lord taught me for the last 15, 16, 17 years. The Lord does heal marriages. He does restore children. He does have plans and purposes. And he does bring your children up to be men of God and women of God. And he will touch your family. And he will restore your family. But you need to be the one fighting and standing and never, never giving up. You need to say, Lord, you are my refuge. You are going to be my strength. You're going to be my rock. You're going to be my shield. You're going to be my protector. And I am not going to worry. I am not going to let the devil defeat me. I am not going to let the devil every single day destroy me. And that is what's happening. And we talked about it. We talk about the battle of the mind. You have a choice every day whether you praise the Lord and allow the Lord to give you good thoughts or you can let the enemy come in and give you every negative thought there is to give you and if you're going to let that devil destroy you by your thought process you've got to learn to say Satan get away from me in the name of Jesus get your Bible out read Psalm 18 read Psalm 91 out loud to the devil and say you are defeated in the name of Jesus if he can save Noah if he can save Joshua if he can can save David he can save your family and he can save Charlene's family and he can touch my body he can touch your body and he can heal your family and your children and grandchildren and generations to come I am a nobody but God said I want you to do this and I was so desperate and I was in such need that I said Lord whatever you tell me to do I'll do it and that's what you've got to do you got to sell out to your Lord God and don't care what anybody else says. Do not worry about your family. If your family doesn't understand right now, 
Don't worry about it because they're not going to understand because you're the one that's got the call on your life. You're the one to be called hour by hour, hunger and thirsty. They don't understand that. Well, your family's not going to understand why you are standing and waiting for your spouse who is acting like a jerk right now. But God has a plan and a purpose for your family that is far better than anything you can ever begin to imagine. God had a call on Bob's life, and he ran from God. And 50%, I would say, of every person that we've ever been involved in have got a call on their lives, and they've run from God's call on their lives. And when all things get put back together and God heals and restores and rebuilds your marriage, you or your family, your children, someone is going to be used by God. And you are going to be part of it because you have been the prayer warrior for it. And you have got to not give up. And you've got to walk in and you've got to walk out of here and say, okay, devil, you're not going to win and take my family anymore. You're going to get your boxing gloves on and you're going to say, Satan, you're not going to defeat me this week. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Jesus Christ died on the cross and Satan was defeated and we walk around like he won. He didn't win. Jesus Christ won. He paid the price with the blood and we need to put the blood over our spouse, over our children, our grandchildren. And we got to go on with Psalm 18. It says in verse 32, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arm can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. God is stooping down and saying, I am going to lift you out of that miry clay. I am going to get you out of this problem. I am going to help you out of this. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles will not turn. I pursue my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. Think of Joseph with all the adversaries that he had, and they all bowed at him. And he was made great in the sight of God, but he had to go through circumstances for God to make him that way. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord, but he did not answer. Verse 43, I'm running out of time. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations. People I did not know are subject to me. Verse 49, therefore, I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and to descendants forever. I don't know what your mountain of circumstances are tonight, but I pray that you all will allow God to become your refuge. Let him become your protection in times of trouble. What is your mountain? Is it a mountain of hopelessness? a mountain of financial pressures, a mountain of personal illness, a mountain of a family member illness, a mountain of discouragement or depression, a mountain of unemployment, a mountain of rebellious, disobedient children, or a mountain of loneliness. Has your spouse called you up recently and blamed you for every part of the problem of your marriage? 
Has your spouse forgotten your birthday and your anniversaries? May you remind yourself that the enemy is shooting all these bullets at you so that you're going to quit standing and praying for your spouse in marriage. Psalm 9, verses 9 and 10 says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Each one of us are truly blessed to know the Lord as our defender from all harm, and he's our safety, and he's our protector. And I pray that every one of you tonight will believe in God's holy word. There are some awesome, awesome promises for you to know and believe he's your refuge. There are so many more scriptures that I could have shared with you. Second Samuel 22 was when David was anointed as king over Judah, and he was in civil war with Saul's son. And seven and a half years later, David became king over the entire nation. God knows your problems. He knows right where you're at. I don't. But I know he should be your refuge. He is your refuge. If you will just go to him and say, I want you to be my refuge. I want you to be my protector. I want you to be my shield. I want you to be my rock. And he will do all that he needs. And I just pray that this will come alive in your spirit. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will magnify these scriptures to come alive to these people. Lord, help them to know that you died on the cross. You paid the price. Lord, I pray that you will touch these people to believe in the power of their awesome, mighty God and that nothing, nothing is too hard for you and that you died on the cross for their spouses and their children and their grandchildren and that you want all of their family to be saved and to be in heaven. Lord, I pray that you will touch this person to give them hope and encouragement. And Lord, I pray that you will fill them up with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. Lord, we love you, we worship you, we adore you, and we just thank you that you are our refuge. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You've been listening to Charlene Steinkamp. You can write the Steinkamps at P.O. Box 10548, Papano Beach, Florida, 33061. The Steinkamps also invite you to visit their website at rejoiceministries.org.